I love going over to places. <laughs> Here we are, over in the thing. <laughs> we scoot our chairs across the room. We just cut that audio out so you don't have to listen to us Look. scramble. We switch places every time. We... <laughs> we're on either side of the desk well, every time we say we're going over. No, 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 no. Specific, loca- specific locations are in specific parts of the room. The fame checker is in that corner. Trainer's choice is over here. Who's that Pokemon is out there? And so on. Outside? Yes. <laughs> Where the Pokemon are? So we have we physically go out into the tall grass to create our Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, where else are you gonna find them? There's a them? patch of our yard that we're not allowed to mow because that's where the Pokemon creativity comes from. <laughs> Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we finished our third and final path, the Art Branch, in which you are taking on Pokémon Contest Magnifico. Pokémon Contests Magnifico? Magnificos? The Pokémon Contest Magnifico, which is a series of contests. That's what I would call it. Okay. As you help develop the art branch of Museo Capellina. And being mentored by the professor of the art branch, Professor Spruce. Bruce Spruce! <laughs> Boot the hoose! <laughs> Who is an eccentric artist type. And has a furious! Does he? I don't know. It's fun to say. That's fair. If it's fun to say, it must be true. And we made two new Pokemon. Microscout and Telescout. Mono-astro type Pokemon based on, of course, a microscope and a telescope and aliens! And what are we talking about today? Today, we're exploring a part of RPGs that Pokemon hasn't really touched on before, but we think would be a fun new way to explore in Pokemon Marble and Bronze. Because it's party time, so we're going to Trainer's Choice. video games that we've been playing. Prior to Tears of the Kingdom, we had both been playing games that were more traditional RPGs than Pokemon tends to be. Most recently, you've been playing Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. And you have been playing Persona 4. Mm-hmm. An aspect of those games, more so Persona, that we've really enjoyed. Like, the main reason I wanted to play Persona is the way you get to explore the friendships and relationships you get to build through the party in that game. Mm-hmm. Persona has a very unique social aspect to it. Yeah. The, the social link stuff. I don't think there's quite another game that does that the same way that Persona does. Not to the same extent. And like, It really feels like it's the main emphasis of Persona and the mm-hmm. whole, you know, using superpowered beings to fight crime or whatever. That feels like an afterthought almost. It essentially is because Persona is a spin-off of Shimigami Tensei, which is more of the, you have Personas and you do fighting crime and less of the social link stuff. We're probably not gonna go as deep as Persona would here, especially <laughs> as we're not actually making the game. Yeah. We know there are many other games that play with this kind of gameplay as well. In this Pokemon game, we want to have you build a party, not just of your Pokemon, but of other trainers who travel with you on your journey. Pokemon has played with the concepts of parties since the beginning, particularly in the anime. From the very beginning of the Pokemon anime, Ash has traveled with his friends, companions, party, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. When you're traveling across the land searching far and wide, you're doing it with your friends. You're not doing it alone. No. Yeah. The first 
Pokemon game to really have anything kind of like this would have been in Pokemon Coliseum, you are the main character, Wes, but you are quickly joined by a side character, Rui, who travels with you throughout that game. And she has the ability to see the shadow Pokemon in that game. It's a whole thing of that <laughs> game. But the point is, in that game, you are traveling with a companion character, mm -hmm. which is great. In the main line of games, there are brief occasions where you are accompanied by at least one character who sticks with you for a little bit. Maybe through a forest, guides you through and does double battles with you or helps heal you as you go. Diamond and Pearl were really the big ones for that. In Eterna Forest and Diamond and Pearl, Cheryl is like one of the first ones you get mm -hmm. with this. And there are a few other trainers throughout that game and they've done similar things here and there. Yeah, there's often a brief segment where you are with another trainer. Yeah, I think what really got us thinking about it for season two of Pokemakers though is the final part of the story in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah! When you're exploring Area Zero and you essentially have formed a party. Yeah, you're joined by Arvin and Penny and Nimona. As you're running and exploring there's like automatic dialogue on the screen yes. of them like getting to know each other which is really nice and cute it's and really fun. good. The only issue with that is the fact that you do battle with each of them in turn in mm -hmm. double battles but you've got a party of four here. The fact that you don't do a raid battle with them is very, ridiculous. Very strange. Yeah. I get why the final battle in that game is what it is but the fact that there's no raid battle at any point. Yeah. Like the final battle against Etanatus in Sword yeah. and Shield is a raid battle but it's you hop and the two legendary Pokemon. Yeah. But that part where you're traveling with them is so much fun. It is so good. It's so nice to have these characters bonding and interacting. And I do remember thinking while playing that like man I wish I could keep them around with yeah. me while I'm just wandering around because that game is so built on the exploration and just wandering around. It would have been so fun to have multiple characters like that just following you and talking Definitely. to you and interacting. So in Pokemon Marble and Bronze. So right now we're going to talk about what exactly this party mechanic will look like in the game and how we're going to implement it. What the party is going to do for you and with you because mm. it could just be a thing of like there are other characters hanging out with you that's fun in and of itself but we yeah. want it to be more than that if it's going to be a big thing throughout the whole game yeah my first thought though is i think there are two two ways we can take this one would be you meet however many characters probably two or three throughout mm -hmm. the game and they are your party they join you they travel with you and that's it they're automatically a part of your party yeah more like digimon cyber sleuth when you go on missions it's just like you have no yeah. kid with you with more than two or three characters that wouldn't work for pokemon like having a huge group of characters exploring just doesn't no. fit. No. Part of the way Persona handles that is by only having certain ones show up with you in battle. Mm -hmm. The other way I feel like is there are more characters who could be part of the party but you choose whether or not they are part of your party and I think there are pros and cons to both ways of doing that. I agree. So if there are more characters to choose from then you can pick more of the ones that you like. You can pick the ones that are your favourites and have them mm -hmm. part of your group. Yeah. If there are fewer characters who are a more fixed part of your party they could be more integrated into the story than they could be otherwise. True. You can absolutely have it with the multiple choice party system that they interact in the story in general but it's going to be in more generic dialogue for the most part yeah and probably less frequently mm -hmm. which version do you lean towards do you think i would personally prefer the more varied option the one yeah. where there are more trainers because you already have your rivals yeah and the professors and you already have a bunch of characters that are already integral in the plot yeah that you'd have specific relationships yeah, with. yeah that would have specific scripted stuff going on mm -hmm. so i think for the sake of playing the game and having your own choices and deciding what you want to do I think it's more fun to have a wide variety of characters and be like that one she's adorable she's on my team now yeah because that's how I choose <laughs> party <laughs> members I'm like cute you're yeah. mine <laughs> one aspect of the persona games is that you mm. can absolutely have romantic relationships with certain characters and that's another thing that I wanted to ask about can we <laughs> can we can we romance them I don't know we're definitely not having as 
as much of the social link system yeah, that yeah, Persona games have. Fair. So it's not going to be anywhere near as big of a focus. Yeah. There should definitely be dialogue choices you can make that take your relationship with that character in a certain direction. Absolutely. One aspect that just came to me here is we could bring in one of my favourite minor aspects to Pokemon Emerald specifically. Uh-huh. The Battle Frontier in the Battle Tower in that game, there is a side character. So you get that in the post game and there's a character who's like, you're so-and-so, you're the champion, you're so cool, can you teach me how to be a Pokemon trainer? <laughs> and they will show up once a day and they will ask you a question about what kind of trainer it should be. And they'll say, should I have this Pokemon or this Pokemon? Should I have it learn this move or this move? And so on. Mm. And so you can have minor aspects on building up this trainer who then will show up as a potential opponent in the Battle Tower oh, or a teammate. That's so cool. Yeah. So there could be little aspects like that. Like you can yeah. talk to them and be like, hey, should I have my Pokemon learn this move or this move? Should it learn Flamethrower or Ice Beam? Or if they have like a Pokemon with like a split evolution, be yeah. like, oh, should I evolve my Pokemon to this or this? Yeah. That's, oh, I love that. There's definitely some aspect of relationship stuff there. Mm. It doesn't have to be like really in-depth dating sim stuff. Just this person is close to you. Like, like just really... I think that's more like what we go with. Yeah. You just have characters you're close with and you can have some maybe slightly flirtatious dialogue options. Yeah, yeah. But without necessarily confirming anything. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Pokemon have a happiness stat. Mm. And that affects moves like return and frustration. Maybe you have a friendship stat yeah. essentially with this teammate. They get certain bonuses depending on how much close of a friend you are. Love that. Based on how much dialogue you've had and yeah, if you yeah, are yeah. particularly close. Maybe you can give them gifts. Or maybe they'll give you gifts. Like once you reach like a certain... I love when characters give you gifts. There'll definitely be an aspect where they're like, here's an <laughs> item for this situation. Because like yeah. walking Pokemon would often do that as well. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, you've given me a thing. I will cherish this. <laughs> so that's like the fun, flavorful aspect to it and the way you get to interact with these characters. Mm -hmm. But now let's talk about what it's going to do mechanically for you mm. as part of a Pokemon game. Yeah. What do you get out of it? Yeah. <laughs> it should not be that they're in every single battle with you as a multi-battle. No. No. That no. wouldn't be good at all. No. And it can't even just be that they show up in every given double battle because you want to do regular double battles too. Yeah. But there can be certain pairs of characters you meet who want to do a multi-battle with you essentially and mm. you have them join for that. Yeah. Sometimes. And there'll be certain story moments where you need a multi-battle. Obviously during the game you are a museum fellow unlike a lot of games where you might just be a trainer off doing your thing. Yeah. So like they're essentially joining you while you're doing your museum work. Mm -hmm. They will probably have some kind of goal of their own mm -hmm. that they're traveling with you for. Yeah. Like say May and Dawn who traveled as coordinators. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be as defined as that. It could be more like Misty and Brooke they're just traveling to like get to know Pokemon in their own yeah. way and yeah. what have you. The last aspect that I think they're important for would be specific and unique to this game and that would be that this is how we use field abilities in this game. Uh, okay. So last season in Pokemon North and South we had them tied to the elemental shards. Mm -hmm. You know, traditionally they were HMs, mm -hmm. then you had the Poker Ride system, blah blah blah, Sword and Shield basically had none, and then Scarlet and Violet, it's all just Coridon and Maridon. It is all just in the one. Break a rock, write a thing. As we talked about last season, we like field puzzles, so we're talking about that. I feel like these probably shouldn't be tied to travel abilities, mm. be that a replacement for the bike, for surfing, or for fly. Sure. Because then, if we're having it where you choose certain people, but not all of them, to be part of your party, yeah. you would potentially be missing out on those abilities, yeah. or every single Pokemon they have would have to be having that in mind. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, maybe they have more Pokemon, but each trainer has their signature Pokemon. You know, yeah. Arvin has Mabostiff, but Arvin does have other Pokemon as well. Mm -hmm. So they could have other Pokemon, or they could just have the one. 
And so are these signature Pokemon going to have some kind of field ability aside from the transportation ones? Like one NPC that you can befriend has a Pokemon that does Rock Smash. Yeah, something like that. I think one part of that could be that maybe these field abilities are a bit more generic and in that way they could be used from a wider array mm-hmm. of different things. Now I'm thinking about another game we've been playing. I was just going to say, and what's the other game that we've been playing lately, JD? Tears of the Kingdom. Just like Breath of the Wild gives you a more limited number of abilities, but it's about the creative ways in which you use those yeah. to solve puzzles. They're more generic abilities, but you can use them in a wider variety of ways. Yeah, thinking about Magnesis in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. manipulating magnetic objects, and that was it. You could manipulate them, and that's used in so many different ways mm-hmm. to solve puzzles. Yeah. You can absolutely combine things like Rock Smash, Strength, yeah. a few other, yeah. just big burly boulder-based abilities. Moving things, breaking things. Yeah. yeah. There's a big rock. What do we do with this rock? Yeah. Do we smash it? Do we move it? Do we climb it? One of the NPCs has a strong Pokemon. Yeah. That's what they, they did. Do the strong Pokemon things. One of them could have something psychic that maybe lifts things and yeah. moves things in the air. Variety of different kinds of ways to interact with the world. So it's not as clear-cut as just, this is a strength puzzle. It is also a point, though, that you're not going to have all of these abilities. And no matter what, mm. you will never have all of these abilities in your party. Yeah. Unlike with HMs, where you could just load up multiple <laughs> Pokemon with moves yeah. to have them all available at all times. Yeah. You won't have that here. So nothing is going to be stopping you from progressing. Or at the very least, if it is, there are multiple mm-hmm. paths similar to Ulcia, but just yeah. not as varied and not as big of a thing. Yeah. There will always be a way forward, obviously. Yes. It's about how you use the specific skills that you have, yeah. more so than needing specific skills to get through. Like you've got to cross a chasm or a ravine of some sort. Mm-hmm. There'll be different ways that you could resolve that issue with different members of the party. Yeah. You can use something as a bridge, you can levitate something over, you can... Yeah. So now that we've established this party system, I think we should make an example character. So let's go over to the fame checker. What kind of character are we making? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Right? Um, It could be anything. A variety of archetypes come to mind. Uh Of like stereotype roles that you might want to fill. Like Mm. sporty dude. Yeah. You got your... Your nerd. Yeah, your nerd, your sport, your cool girl. Well, let me consult my map. (laughs) I'm thinking about Max. When he was in the anime, he was in charge of holding the map. Nice. And pulling Rock's ear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As we kind of did with gym leaders. Mm -hmm. Granted, we did our gym leaders later. Yeah. We'd want them to fill a niche that's not being filled by other guest characters, probably. Sure. I made a younger gym leader, you made an older gym leader, Mm because otherwise all of our gym leaders would have been late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah. I think we want to try and fill an archetype that is less likely to be filled by anyone we have as a guest. Mm. So someone jockey is probably the kind of way to go for that. Sure, yeah. We talked about the Pokemon that can potentially have this buff ability to move rocks, break things. And I think that's a great example ability to use. So some kind of sporty character, athletic person. Because it's fun to have a character who like thematically fits with their Pokemon. Yes, that is, I love that. But they don't have to <laughs> they don't necessarily, have to, but, but I love it when it does. <laughs> especially for our example one, why wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. So someone athletic who wants to be strong and their Pokemon is strong and their whole thing is like, I want my Pokemon to be strong. Yeah. I'm going to come with you so I can pick up all the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so boy, girl. Non-binary? Last season, our bonus character was Bridget, the strong woman from mm-hmm. Team Astro. Who would lift a bridge. Yes, of course. 
<laughs> so maybe we go with a male character this time as like sure yeah just to do something different yeah. yeah also we're talking about this jock like character my first thought went to buff yeah they don't have to be particularly buff it That's could be true. you know a martial artist you know uses their opponent's weight against them kind of thing yeah absolutely or it could be they're just more broadly sporty in general yeah you know yeah yeah there's there's a variety of ways to take that could just um, be a big tall basketball player could just be tall and lanky which is fun yeah but the important thing it doesn't matter what kind of strong what's important is that he's a himbo <laughs> what is more our vibe <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say something like has strength of heart or is strong in the real way which I guess is implied by himbo is it is implied yeah another thing we don't see enough of in media hmm. is positive portrayals of overweight people of fat people mm-hmm. yeah and I'm thinking about someone who is physically strong but also just bulky it's very like, common for not like bodybuilders but for mm. like heavy lifters yeah for sure they are strong but they have weight on them when you look at like the people competing in the strongest man in the world competitions yeah. like you don't have super toned pecs and chiseled abs yeah. because that's not healthy anyway those aren't healthy those are fake like, so yeah I love that like like a heavy lifter yeah not necessarily they, they are heavy lifting but they could yeah just like their Pokemon can and will yeah a specific Pokemon character that comes to mind for the body type that I'm thinking of Wolfric the ice type gym leader from Kalos yeah he's large but also very physically imposing yeah and he's definitely strong yeah like you can tell by looking at him that's a strong guy yeah he's a guy to tell me yeah okay yeah no I love that yeah so then distinct from Wolfric obviously this character is much younger yeah compared to like a lot of gym leaders and characters like that I think we're going to tend towards these characters being younger and probably around the protagonist's age maybe we don't necessarily have to have them all fit that role but it makes more sense that that's the kind of character that would be joining you on your adventure and they're more likely to be the characters who are traveling yes this is not to say that if you want to come on you can't make a grandmother who travels with the party because that's also fun that's amazing please someone you know that's Iroh <laughs> traveling with the gang exactly and a character like that obviously can't flirt with the protagonist <laughs> whereas our big buff friend definitely can yeah and definitely can flirt with your character regardless of gender yeah big buff bye boy yes <laughs> I'm imagining that they're slightly older than the player like a couple years older okay. maybe yeah if the player's 16 then they're 18 or something. Yeah. Something along those lines. I think let's hold off on naming this character until we've got the Pokemon. Ooh. And then we could potentially have the Pokemon influence how we name the character. Interesting. Okay. So now that we know what this buff guy's like, let's talk about his buff Pokemon in Who's That Pokemon? When we sat down to start this episode, I didn't know what kind of Pokemon we were going to make, but it came to me as we were talking about it and as we decided on this buff Pokemon that is manipulating rocks and boulders and things mm-hmm. and stones in the environment. But like, what's your first thought for a Pokemon that fits the vibe what we've described here? Machamp. Machamp. Absolutely. The Machamp line as like this bodybuilder type. But I don't want to just do like humanoid bodybuilder type Pokemon again. Yeah. So I want to go with a Pokemon that is a very different vibe of Pokemon mm. that would also absolutely be strong and physically buff and manipulating. In of these rocks. This is going to be our first dragon type Pokemon for the season. Ooh. Like, we struggled a lot with dragons last season. We didn't really end up with, like, any traditional dragons because yeah. Pokemon, they are very overdone. But yeah. this is going to be probably the most traditional kind of dragon that we've made so far. I'm thinking about a trope associated with dragons in media that Pokemon has not really portrayed so far. Their tendency to hoard things oh. and collect objects. So I'm thinking of a dragon that hoards objects. A more traditional hoarding dragon who hoards objects of wealth, mm-hmm. in particular, I'm thinking gemstones. Gemstones. So I'm thinking this is going to be a rock dragon type. 
I like that. And so in the way he's hoarding these gemstones, he's clearly able to manipulate rocks and boulders. Uh-huh. If he's breaking open rocks because he wants to find gemstones yeah, that yeah. may be within. It's very strong. This is a dragon that yeah. can lift things, and move like, things, break things. Compared to the dragons we made last season, this will look more like a western dragon. Yeah. More like your Salamence, your Garchomp, your whatever than I'm kind of picturing had. it with like a little bit of almost a hammer-shaped nose. Okay. For, oh, for okay. breaking open for the, the excavation. Oh, that's... And then it's maybe got oh. some like geode effects. Bringing in tool elements like that, yeah. I like. I do like that. The head of a hammer is a great shape, right? Yeah. Very dragony, mm-hmm. and obviously it's like you know stylized to be more of a dragon, but it's got kind of like a flat or like a pointed nose that yeah. you would use to like wedge into rocks. Yeah, and essentially like a crest going yeah, backwards. Yeah, with the, the I like the that going backwards. I like that. And I could also see geode-like pieces. Yeah, like it'll have like a rocky texture to it as well. But yeah, and like part of that can be like it has decorated itself. Like, yeah. how much more do I need to say? Like, we can describe the specific aspects of its dragony shape and makeup and nature. I mean, we talked about this, so hammerhead shaped head yeah, yeah. on four legs. I want it to be visibly scaly. I think a lot of yeah. Pokemon dragons don't show that as clearly. It's probably implied and intended. Yeah. And I'm not saying like it has to be like a fully rendered, you know. Not overly detailed. Yeah. But more. But like there is a clear textured pattern to it. Yeah. More indicative than yeah. typical. Just like some sort of hexagonal pattern that doesn't even take up like the whole shape of it or anything. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Does it have wings? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. This is very traditional Western yeah. dragon. This is your Smaug yeah, type okay. of dragon. Okay. Is, it, is that cool. how you pronounce that? Something like that. I'm just going to Google hoarding dragon <laughs> and see what kind of images we get. Oh, there's a magic card called hoarding dragon. Is it red? Oh, yeah. well, dragon's in magical. No, not like the color of the card. Oh, well. The color of the dragon. Well, it is. <laughs> is this a red dragon? That's like the classic. Like, what color is it? Let's go with red because there aren't that many red dragons. No. Mm. Charizard is orange. Yeah. When it's a dragon type, it's black and blue. Yeah. Latias, I guess, is a red dragon. Like a jet. Etanatus is technically a red dragon, but these don't look like a traditional dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie Drago. (laughs) (laughs) I like this as well because the only rock dragon types currently are Tyrant and Tyrantrum, Mm. who are using dragon essentially as a stand-in for dinosaur. Because in Japan, it's basically the same. But that is not a particularly traditional No, that is a dragon. Yeah. (laughs) I think we need to make an ability for this that ties into hoarding. Ooh. That's Probably they're called hoarding. I don't yeah. know what this ability does yet. You could also just have something like pickup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it definitely has pickup. Is this a one-stage line? I don't know. I think it could be. I think it could be too. Probably going to be fairly strong. Yeah. Our trainer who has this as their signature Pokemon mm-hmm. would be able to join your party before you would find it in the wild. Yeah. So you get to see it and be exposed to it and everything. But I think I like it as a one-stage. I could yeah. see, you know, there being a little little baby dragon, little baby little, dragon with a yeah. gemstone dummy. That was cute. But I don't think we need that. No. Drudigan comes to mind as another one-stage kind of tradition dragon. This one doesn't mm-hmm. fly either, but and of course, naturally, their default temperament would be quite ferocious and angry and draconic, mm-hmm. and the one who's member of your party is a little puppy who rolls over to get belly rubs. <gasps> just the sweetest and the trainer play fights with this Pokemon oh they like they they roll around they're both big sweethearts yeah so we need names for both of these and then we need to decide exactly what this hoarding ability will do Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying the word hammer now you've got that shape in there but like I think I do like that more for the guy than the Pokemon Graham okay G-R-A-H-A-M Ham Hammer Graham (laughs) Graham Graham or Abraham but I prefer Graham Mm -hmm. I guess you hear the ham part more in Abraham. Do note, in American accents, 
accent that's just Graham. Okay. I mean, it's, it's still spelt the same way. Also, a gram is a weight, and he's picking up weights. That's fun. He's picking up weights. Yeah. How many grams can he lift? At least himself. He can do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> that's not picking him up. That's not what picking you up is. That's lifting yourself. I, okay. Okay, Graham. I like Graham's like, flat trainer. I like Graham, yeah. Graham. Graham's good. Dragate? Like agate? That's quite good. <laughs> what it's worth agate village is a location in ore for what it's worth okay what does an agate look like agate has a variety of colors i mean you say that you know what image just comes up first when you just search agate yeah crimson and white rock that is that's the color that's the color okay yeah i'm all in oh wow yeah agates are really cool and also patterning yeah i mentioned wanting it to be scaly but also just like that pattern almost looks scaly these like multi-layered oh my gosh the belly yeah oh i'm all in drag is the name of this Pokemon now. That's perfect. Dragate. Graham and his partner Dragate, who has the ability hoarding. There's abilities that interact with holding an item, right? Absolutely. If it's holding an item that has like above a certain value, mm. is oh. that anything? It could be. Like if you Bringing give it like, like a gold nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of fun. What are some other abilities that interact with held items? Sticky hold is an ability where the Pokemon's held items can't be removed or stolen, like okay. with abilities like knock off or thief. Yeah. Unburden is an ability where it boosts the Pokemon's speed stat if the held item is lost or removed in some way. Like really good with consumable held items. Yeah. Klutz is an ability where the Pokemon can't use any held items. Oh no. Pickpocket, the Pokemon steals the held item from attackers that make direct contact with it. And Magician, it steals held item from any target it hits with a move mm. new concept and it doesn't have to tie into a specific item because mm. that's the whole thing if it loses its held item through oh. anything it gets some stat boosts oh, okay because then it's giving up its held item so it's no longer defensive <laughs> yeah. it's more attack it's, mode exactly it's ready to go out and like fight for it unburden doubles the speed stat when its held item is used or lost mm. which includes things like knock off thief incinerate bug bite i think it would be the attack stat though i think mm. it gets stronger yeah sure yeah. but it's not a very common thing for something to take your item away from you unburden also works with consumable held items okay and would work if you used fling ah. to get rid of your item and i think strategically that's more fun and interesting mm. so i think it gets okay. a free plus two attack stages yeah so hoarding says if this pokemon loses its held item through mm. whatever means it attacks that raises two stages okay do we want to give other abilities or just have the one i wanted to have pick up. okay <laughs> it could have another ability playing with items it could be all about the items it could have yeah. pick pocket oh yeah which like flavorfully the name doesn't fit quite as well the japanese name for this word is bad habit which feels fits a bit better <laughs> that does fit a bit better but that's the hidden ability i think pick so that we can enjoy the new fun ability yeah 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 so pick up and hoarding as its main abilities pickpocket as its hidden ability perfect pick pick you have a dragon you have a friend you have a dragon friend <laughs> i've been listening to the soundtrack from galavant recently and the way you just said that it just put into my mind when king Richards at the end says i have a dragon <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. That specific bit. <laughs> So today, we have introduced the party system for Pokemon Marble and Bronze, whereby you will be able to find NPCs and add them to your party, to bond with them, form friendships with them, battle with them, and have them help you with their Pokemon being able to use specific field abilities. And we've also made an example one of these characters. We've made Graham, who is a athletic sport boy who's a little bit chubby and yeah, very big, much... big, buff, heavy guy. Very much a himbo. Of course. <laughs> and we've made Graham's signature Pokemon, Dragate, a rock dragon hoarding dragon 
someone who collects gems and just loves rocks and gems like that makes them happy very and good. normally they are very fierce and ferocious but Graham's Dragate is a little puppy who wants a belly rub yeah so thank you for listening to Pokemakers and thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us you can find other cool shows on the network such as Home Viewing No Dice and the Tia and Rio show our theme music is by Mike Freitag you can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara you can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers and you can find us both individually I'm at Codename JD and I'm at Pachu P-T-C-H-E-W don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network community discord or if you prefer you can send an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com but until next time gotta gotta make them all Pocket Podcast Network quality programming right to your pocket So, here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons, and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a Glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck, and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah. Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you want to hear what was going on beyond just the singing and the dancing, check out Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod. And And that's that's what what you missed on Glee. Glee!